0: This part of the episode is brought to you by Rags to Riches Training. Former collegiate athlete and basketball trainer Evan Ragsdale specializes in helping players improve their skills and confidence on the court so that they can become the player that they have always wanted to be. I can personally vouch for my guy Evan. He has been a gym rat ever since I've known and he is definitely somebody you can be comfortable with sending your kids to and or just going if you want to work on a move yourself. You can contact him on Instagram at rags 2 training or at, evans, at evanragsdale.com. Welcome to The Morning Playbook. I am your host, Ethan Troop. And here on The Morning Playbook, I give you the latest news, scores, updates, and much more in sports. If you love the NBA, NFL, college football, or college basketball, then you have found your home for the best sports reporter in the game. I am on Twitter where you can battle it out with me during most major games, at E underscore Troop10. Again, that is at E underscore troup one For anything related to this podcast, you can find me on Instagram, at The Morning Playbook. You can listen to any and all episodes on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen, as I'm available on all platforms. Before we dive into basically what the story news of last night was, which is the Lakers losing to the Nuggets, I do want to address something else. The Colby Covington versus LeBron kind of duke it out battle. Well, it's not even really a duke it out battle because LeBron's not exactly one to entertain nonsense like Colby Covington. But if you are, for some reason, you know, nose deep in work and haven't been looking at your phone to be able to see, Colby Covington called LeBron a spineless coward for not standing up for certain police and blase blase. And, I mean, to me, I just don't understand why I think this was completely pushed by uh, higher powers, if that makes any sense, Uh, where... Somebody basically in his camp maybe even told him, like, this will be good promotion for you. This will get you lots of media coverage, blase, blase. He did just have a really big win over Tyron Woodley, which really bummed me out. I was pulling for Woodley in that fight. But I think I think it was all, like, planned. They wanted to be able to come at LeBron or to come at somebody of a high status and to get his name more out there. I already knew who Colby Covington was, but maybe not everybody did unless you are in the UFC, you know, MMA world. But I, I think it was weak. I think it it made him more look like a spineless coward because he used the media to try and push this big narrative or to come at LeBron James. Um, to me, it, it's, it's, it's a very bad example of what America is supposed to look like. It just divides the line even more. When it becomes to this, you know, people try to make it out to this black versus white thing. And that just divides the line even more when someone like Colby Covington comes out and says something like that, especially in the media. We're grown men, especially them. They're even older than I am. So I expect more from from someone like that. To If you feel that way, I'm sure there's some way you can find a way to reach out to his camp before going out and saying something like that. Uh, I, I just don't approve of it and LeBron James he said it he spoke in an uh, interview right after the game last night said that I've never been to one incite violence or anything like that I do not approve of people attacking police and stuff like that but that he has seen several situations where firsthand the police have abused their power in his community and other communities so I'm I'm proud that he stood by what's going on and he didn't let covington kind of corner him which nobody can really corner lebron james it's why he's the face of the league but i I was just really proud to see the way he handled it the way he represented the nba in a sense and 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 yeah i want to give my praise to lebron james for that so there's that but let's go ahead and dive into the game i mean what a game what a game what a game what a game unless you're a lakers fan of course denver nuggets win the game 114 to 106 and they controlled most of this game the first quarter was pretty close the second quarter, even still, it was only a, a eight point six point eight point lead that the uh, the Nuggets had going into halftime. But the second half, they really just outplayed them, in my opinion. They uh, they were already up six or eight going into the to the second quarter. The third quarter, they go up another eight points, and they win the the the, four, the four, or they win the whole game. But the fourth quarter, the Lakers made a comeback, and you know they they won that quarter by ten. But it was a little too late if you were watching the game. I mean. Denver was up 20 at one point in this game. I believe it was going into the fourth quarter. They were up 20. So, crazy game. First things first, Jokic and Jamal Murray. Oh my gosh, you guys are like that. I mean, I was extremely impressed with these two in their performance. And I cannot leave out Jeremy Grant, who set a career high. Where is it at? Where is your point at, buddy? He had 28. No, that's Jamal. He had 26, So just too short of Jamal. He had 26 points. Uh, record record for the, the, I think it was career high for the playoffs. I can't believe, I can't remember if it was career high for a season, but definitely was career high for the playoffs. I was extremely impressed. He played a hell of a game. Uh, yeah, go, go Jeremy Grant. But Jokic and Jamal Murray, I mean, just some of the shots they hit sometimes really make me look at the screen and go, Whoa. I mean, to be honest, I haven't felt that kind of way when I've seen someone shoot the ball and just it'd be a crazy shot since Steph Curry back when KD was still on the Thunder and Curry was just hitting crazy stuff. I'm not saying that they are Steph and Curry, but they are hitting some really crazy shots. And I mean, it's just mind boggling. I, I know as a Laker fan out there, you may not want to see something like that. But for me, who is a Celtics fan and can't stand the Lakers sometimes, I absolutely love to see it. But big production from the Nuggets, 26 from Grant, 22 from Jokic, 28 from Jamal Murray, and 14 from, um, from Monte Morris. I mean, you can't ask for any more. A lot of, you know, Reporters and people on ESPN, they were harping on the fact that Jamal Murray and Jokic can't do it alone. Well, they did not have to do it alone. That is why they got the win in this game. It was a crazy game. I think one of the things that I enjoyed the most was just seeing how aggressive the Nuggets were. It it truly felt like they were actually competing the way that they talked about themselves in their post-game interview after the Clippers. Where they basically said... You have to worry about us, too. They've got two guys over there that you have to contain and worry about and game plan for, but we have us, too, and you have to do the exact same for us, and that's the way they played. They really made it hard for the Lakers. The usual LeBron James and Anthony Davis with 30 and 27. Like I said, you know what you're going to get from them most nights, but you need more production from the bench. Uh Kuzma and Green play, uh, or not Green. Kuzma and Caldwell Pope played pretty decent games. They were the only other two people off of the bench in double figures. Rondo played well per usual, but he also had some some key turnovers that I felt like hurt them. He only had four, but he did perform well in my opinion, having nine points and eight assists. You can't ask much more from your backup point guard. But yeah, I mean, it was it was honestly just. The Nuggets came to compete again. For the last two games, the Nuggets have outplayed the the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers hit a buzzer beater game two to definitely take the two zero lead in the series. But this could easily be a two one uh, Nuggets way. You know, I, I still definitely have the Lakers finishing this out because LeBron James and Anthony Davis will do this every single night. Jokic and them may slip up and not drop thirty. You know, you never know. They didn't drop thirty in this game, but they had other pieces supporting them so that they could win the entire game and that's what they're going to need in order to actually beat this team for an entire series i don't call them winning a series but i'm not going to count them out and say that they cannot beat the los angeles lakers in a series because the last two times that someone said that they couldn't do it they did it and i'm not going to be the one to be wrong for a third time but hey if you want to go ahead third time might be the charm for everybody else but until they they show me hey we're out of the turn. We're out at the tournament. We're out of the playoffs. I'm not going to count them out, especially when it's just two one. They they really do need a big game four win to make this two two. We'll see what happens because the Lakers could come out upset. Uh, the only thing that I fear as a Celtics fan who is trying to make the NBA Finals is that we do make the NBA Finals, passing Miami, and I'll get into that game later. But only to face a Lakers team who is really pissed off from having to play a seven game series or a six game competitive series against the Nuggets. So, hopefully the Nuggets don't wake sleeping monsters in the Lakers, but I'm also cheering for the Nuggets. Hey, put the Lakers out if you want to, by any means. It will not upset me at all. This part of the episode is brought to you by Jem's Herbal. Gems Herbal is a herbal business that makes dry teas, elderberry syrup, and have other products that are soon to come. You can get in contact with them through Instagram at Gems Herbal, that's J-E-M-S-H-E-R-B-A-L, or you can shoot them an email at gemsherbal at gmail.com. Make sure you use promo code the morning playbook when you message them so that you get $5 off your first order. All right, let's go ahead and get into the Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat preview for tonight. Obviously, game four will be on TV tonight, and if you aren't watching, shame on you. My Celtics need a really big win, and they need it for themselves, and they need it for my own mental stress and health, like all of that. I, I need a win tonight for my Celtics. Um, what you need to pay attention to when you're watching this game tonight, if I'm Eric Svolstra, the best way to beat us is to run the zone to perfection. And, I mean, you even saw it last night in the Laker game. The Lakers made a semi-comeback in the fourth quarter due to the fact that they went zone. So if I'm, you know, a coach in the league right now, so far, these zones you know, are working here and there. You just got to know where to implement them and, and how to be able to go back to man every now and then to switch things up. So if I'm spolstering, because especially against us, the Celtics, I mean, we've struggled with the zone entire the entire playoffs. So anybody that's ran it, whether it was Miami in the first couple of games, they ran some zone or the Raptors. They, they've all been able to get at us with that. And, and honestly, it's really hurt Kimba more than anybody. Jason Tatum on a bad night still gets his numbers, which I'm very impressed with. That's him scratching superstar level, if not already at superstar level. If you ask me, he's there. But Kimba Walker, he is definitely being hurt by this zone. And people are boxing in, making it really hard for him to get to that, that mid-range area where he likes to do his cardiac Kimba step back. So if I'm Miami, I'm continuing to do that tonight. Also, pay attention for the pick-and-roll with Bam Adebayo. He has been killing us all game. You've got to continue to abuse the Celtics if I'm the Heat. You've got to do so. It's a must-win for the Celtics tonight, but it's just as bad as a must-win for the Miami Heat, in my opinion. Because if you lose this game, and you're the Heat, you give all the momentum back to us. We're 2-2. We're a team that's played you know technically better throughout most of these series, through all of these games. We've played the better basketball games. We just haven't closed and so to me, that would worry me if I'm the heat because that's four straight games where they've outplayed my team, but my team was just able to squeeze away a win, uh, late game situations, which also makes me happy. Don't, don't get me wrong. That's a good thing when your team can close a game out. Obviously that stressed me out because my Celtics haven't, but I, I definitely would be a little stressing on the side of, yeah, they've outplayed us for a majority of this series. We just outplayed them for a couple of minutes. We're able to get the win. And if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. But, If I'm a coach, I definitely want to fix that. I want to play better all series. I want to be the all-around better team all series. But continue to use BAM. Continue to... If I'm the the Celtics and I'm Brad Stevens, I'm continuing to go at Drogic because last game, he, man, had a terrible game. 11 points, 2 for 10. And the reason that I feel like they've been able to do so well in the bubble is because Drogic has been their leading scorer. And that's just something teams haven't been used to is watching Drogic go out there and kill him. So... If we can find a way to slow down Drajic and and go at certain players like him and Bam, I think you can kind of pull the plug on this, you know, full working cog machine. If you pull one of the cogs out, it slows down and you can beat him. So that's my thing if I'm the Celtics, you know, let Jimmy go out there and beat you. Make Jimmy go drop 40 like he did against the Bucks and I just don't picture him doing that against us, we're too good of a defensive team, but make players like Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, and Tyler Hero beat you. Yes, they are 100% capable of beating you, but I I have to live with that. I've got to live with two young guys beating me, and, and, and a Jimmy Butler who's not always been a heavy scorer, he's been that two-way star, so I'm, I'm going to force Jimmy to be that that guy that has to shoulder the entire load of the team offensively and and I know Duncan Robinson and, and Tyler Hero in my opinion won't be able to handle that they're younger guys they might be able to perform well they may shoot 50% but they won't you know just slaughter you I will say Hero did do a very good job last game he dropped 22 on us which is very uh, good for a rookie in, in his first year of a playoffs Eastern Conference Finals it's what Jason Tatum was doing almost every game when he had to take LeBron to seven so I'm am impressed with Hero but Definitely go at Robinson. You can get him in foul trouble very easily. He always is. I mean, at least for the first two games, I know he got into some, some foul trouble. Or I'm sorry, for, for, for game one and three, he got into foul trouble. But if you take him out and you take out their shooting ability, then you limit them. You know, They're a team who I feel like is very well built, like the old Miami team when it came to uh, Pat Riley giving you know, Svolstra all the tools he used to have in an athletic set of players with Bam on a Bayou, Jimmy Butler... Even a Kendrick Nunn, and and surrounding them with shooters like Duncan Robinson and uh, Tyler Hero, a Kelly Olynyk can even shoot threes as a big man. Um, Jay Crowder, I, I feel like he surrounded them with vets and shooting, which is very important and is what he had when he won a championship. You know, back in 2012, I believe it was or 13, um, when when LeBron and Dwayne Wade and all of them were there. So he's 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 got the same style of play. And if I'm, you know, Brad, I'm also just going back and looking at how Swolster was coaching back then because you got to be prepared for any wrinkles, any crazy late game, you know, calls, or not calls, but plays that he may run that, you know, he potentially ran with that team back in 2012. So, I'm impressed with Pat Riley giving him that type of, of team again. Obviously, it lacks the stardom power that it used to have, and that could very well be the reason that they don't go to the NBA Finals if they don't make it, but, I, I do think that you've got you've to do something if you're Brad Stevens, and you can't keep waiting until they make adjustments to make adjustments because that's where I feel like Brad has struggled in this series. Spolster's made his adjustments. He's made them during games quickly. He doesn't do them at halftime or quarter breaks. He makes them in-game. And LeBron, I mean, I'm, no, I'm sorry, not LeBron. Brad Stevens has just been a little bit slower to make adjustments, and I really want to see him improve on that. But I also want to see more like put on the shoulders of the team. Jason Tatum and Kimball Walker have been shouldering the offensive load, but in Game 3, we didn't play like that. We had everybody in double figures almost in the starting lineup. We had four out of five people in double figures. Four out of those five all had above 20 points. So I want to see us get everybody involved. I know I know Jalen Brown is, is lethal when he's hot, and honestly, whenever we get him hot, we don't lose games. I remember there was some statistic I saw throughout most of the year. It was like when he scores 20 points or more, and we... And we lead going into the fourth quarter or something like that, you guys know how the NBA just makes up statistics out of nowhere, but we were like 20-1 and one when we do that. So, I mean, Jalen Brown, get going. Get him going. That's on Brad Stevens. You got to make sure all your players are involved and in getting going. You can't put it all on Kimball Walker and Jason Tatum, even though I'm okay with putting most of it on Jason Tatum offensively. Give him the ball. Kimball Walker has struggled to carry this team. It's his first year in a real run, so I don't blame him for that, but... Brad Stevens, you've seen that you know Jason Tatum can do it. Put some more on him. Put some more on Jalen Brown, who's been in several playoff runs now with Jason and even one before Jason. Marcus Smart, give him more leadership roles. Let him take offensive control at times because he honestly runs the point guard better than Kimball Walker sometimes for us. Obviously, Kimball Walker is the all-around better offensive player when he's you know firing on all cylinders, but Marcus Smart's one for pressure. He can live up for it. Uh, he's, he's played really well, in my opinion, throughout the entire playoffs and been an extreme glue piece while we've been down with Gordon Hayward. I'd love to see Gordon get some more sprinkle minutes again. Um, he got 31 in Game 3. That was probably more than he wanted to give him, but he played so well that I don't blame him. you got to keep him in, at least as a distraction. You can limit what he does with the ball in the game, but get him out on that court so that he's another body they have to guard or have to respect. So that's that. Yeah. Um, Let me see if there's anything else that I can think of when it comes to this game that you need to pay attention to because tonight is a very important game for both teams. This is uh, definitely a swing game for the series because going down 3-1 is not something I want to see my Celtics in. I won't give up on them, but I don't want to see them go down 3-1 and have to prove that they can come back from that. And if I'm Miami, I don't want to see us go tie it 2-2 and just take momentum right back from them. So the the bubble is very different. You've got to remember that. You know The bubble has a different style of mindset, and, and both teams have to be locked in for tonight's game. This is a must-win for both teams. It just depends on how you look at it. So, But before I do get out of here, because uh, I think that is a pretty good place to wrap it up, I do want to rant a little bit on the other series, uh, something I didn't get out. Nikola Jokic and LeBron James. Why wow, are they playing playoff basketball? Wow, are they playing playoff basketball. LeBron is still showing us how unhuman he is and and showing us that we need to be testing him to see if he is on anything. Totally kidding. But, I mean, that guy is unreal. Like, his, his body is in such good shape and good condition. It's insane. He gets a double clutch dunk in the game last night. I was like, all right, LeBron looks 24 again. This is not fair. So, league, be on standby. I don't know how much longer LeBron is going to be doing this, and I'm not even going to guesstimate because he keeps doing it, and he shouldn't be doing it now. It's insane. But also Nikola Jokic, man, is he making some crazy plays in this in this playoff run? I mean, beyond just the Lakers series, he's had several shots and passes that just make me go, "Wow!" Like this guy is built for these type of moments. I mean, it just makes me go back to watching Steph Curry when he was hitting his crazy shots, and my eyes would just, you know, widen. And you'd be like, "How how is this guy playing like this? How is he hitting this?" He's, he's evolving the game, and that's just how I've been feeling watching Jokic play in these playoffs. So I just wanted to give both of them a little bit of praise before I got out of here because they have made this an extremely fun playoff run and, and series that they're in currently. But Jokic, yes, obviously, 2-3-1 comebacks. He's made this a really fun playoffs. and And for someone who follows the game and is a super fan of the NBA and obviously reporting on it now for a podcast, you make my job so much more fun, Nikola Jokic. Thank you so much. With that being said i'm gonna go ahead and get out of here guys this episode is a wrap i appreciate you guys for tuning in um as always you can get at me on i mean not on this i'm sorry not on instagram i mean you can't do that as well if you want but you can get at me on twitter at e underscore troop ten again. That's at e underscore t r o u p one zero. I'm doing my best to be tweeting and and try to respond to anybody who might tweet at me during some of these big games uh, like the Eastern Conference Finals and the the Western Conference Finals and even potentially NFL games. I didn't cover any NFL topics on this one, but um, if you if you're watching on Sundays, keep an eye out for me. Get at me. Get active um, for anything related to this podcast. You can find me on Instagram at the Morning Playbook. And as always, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening, please, please, please rate five stars, subscribe, do me all those favors, do it three times more just to fuck with your boy. And I'll see y'all next time, man.